0: Warning, content not suitable for children Listener discretion advised, yo Hey everyone, welcome back to another exciting episode of Screaming Chewy Show And hey, it's been a minute since I did a solo podcast episode Yeah, it's been like two months or some shit It's been a while, it's been a while Been really busy, lots of guests, hope you're enjoying it and, um, yeah, if you guessed it by the episode title, we're doing Violent and Bizarre Ancient Sports Part 2. That's right. Uh, when I did the first part, or first of Violent and Bizarre Ancient Sports, I got a lot of good feedback. You motherfuckers love sports, especially weird and violent shit. You are sick, and I love it that's why I'm bringing you more content. And I appreciate you hanging in there and, um, you know, listening to my episodes. I love it. Love your feedback. In fact, um, I left, you know, uh, last episode, last bizarre, ancient, violent, sports, whatever. <clears throat> I mentioned, you know, if anybody has any weird sports ideas, right? Especially since uh, we're in quarantine and all this bullshit. Um, And I had one by Tanner, host of Monster Legends Podcast. Yeah, you guys should check that out. I love it. Um, I'm a regular listener of that show. I tune in every week and I get started it too. Uh, Amazing. So I'm going to play his um, little uh, idea, his audio clip, and I hope you enjoy it. And uh, I'll be right with you with some... Bizarre, violent, ancient stuff. Right after these commercials. Hey, Troy. Uh, it's me, Tanner, from Monster Legend Podcast. I'll say uh, good job on the podcast. But to uh, answer your question from the last episode. About what kind of game you make up. How, about this. How about um a game like? chase chicken around and try to crawl it to a, um like a pin or something I don't know or uh got some kind of like ring toss game I don't know I can't really think of can't really think of one right now but uh good job on the podcast it's great Are you, are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Screaming Chewy Show, your source of entertainment and overall fuckery, and it starts now. All right, let's get straight to it. You wanna hear another origin story? As before I've mentioned the origins of football, baseball, and many others. This one might be a origin of rugby. Maybe, if played correctly, there's some different versions of it. But it's called harpastum. It's a Roman sport, an early predecessor to the modern sport of rugby. Harpastum was an ancient Roman game played with a small, hard ball of the same name, derived from two early Greek names. The goal of the game varied often, but each version included two teams. Some variations involved a single player in the middle of a scrum, attempting to grasp the Harpastum and escape, with the opponents trying to keep him inside and away from the ball. Other versions were more like rugby with two evenly matched teams squaring off on a field with goals on either side. Passes as well as feints were common as the goal was to get to the ball or get the ball to the opposite end of the field. And injuries abounded since there were no rules on grappling. Yeah, that's right. So you could fucking check his oil, shove your thumb up his ass. Yeah, like I mentioned before, good technique, grab his ball, squeeze him, you know, if it's women, I mean, you know, just twist a titty or some shit. I don't know, whatever works, right? There's no rules in grappling, you know, you can't judge. (laughs) Anywho, a predetermined amount of time was agreed upon and the winner was a team with the most points at the end. Galen, the... The famous Roman physician claimed that Harpastum, fuck my bad, I keep fucking that up, Harpastum, was one of the greatest exercises because it was cheap, easy, and could be tailored to fit the skill level of any player. So there you have it folks, the origins of rugby, Harpastum. So when you try and impress somebody and tell them about that, don't fuck that word up like I did, all right? Hard past them. Remember that. (laughs) So, I know, I know, that wasn't that violent or bizarre. It's just the first fucking one I mentioned, all right? I'm I'm going easy on you. Okay, here's a crazy one. Fuck, I'm gonna fuck this up, yo. It's okay. It's called Hee. Holua, (laughs) Yes, it's Hawaiian, if you guessed it. And no, I'm not Hawaiian. You're like, Chewy, you should know you're Hawaiian. No, I'm just a fat Mexican with tattoos, right? (laughs) But it's spelled H-E-E and then H-O-L-U-A. He'e Holua. My bad, if I mispronounced it, like I said... I'm fucking horrible at mentioning or um Yeah, you know, foreign names like that reading them. My bad, I should practice on that. Anywho, one of the most dangerous entries on this list, um He eh, holua, which is Hawaiian for sled surfing is a sport which originated on the Hawaiian Islands over 2,000 years ago. It consists of a dangerous trek up the side of a volcano with a large sled made of wood and coconut fibers. Once at the top, the rider or team of riders would race down the slope, either on on their stomachs or a typical surfing pose. Speeds up to 80 kilometers per hour, that's 50 miles per hour, were common and the races were seen as tributes to Pele, the Hawaiian goddess of fire and volcanoes, brought to a stop by 19th century Christian missionaries who saw the sport as dangerous and a waste of time. It has been recently revived by native Hawaiians trying to reconnect with their heritage. I don't know about you, but if you ask me, that sounds fun as fuck, yo. You climb up a fucking volcano and you slide down the side of it. Oh, my God. Call me crazy, but that sounds fun, all right? (laughs) Okay, here's an Irish one, all right? You ready for this? This is called hurling, okay? Yes, hurling. It's Irish sport. One of the oldest games still played today, hurling is sort of like hockey mixed with lacrosse. Yeah, now we're getting to the violent part, right? Mm Mm-hmm. You could picture it already, yo. Shit's getting fucked up left and right. Basically, there are two teams and the object is for the players to use a wooden stick, known as a hurley, to hit a small ball called a... Slil tar into a goal, the fastest field sport in the world. Ball speeds reach up to 145 kilometers per hour, 90 miles per hour, are extremely common, and participants are often left bruised and bloodied after a match. Eh, brutal shit. However, that's nothing compared to the 3,000-year-old history of the sport where it was more like warfare, with relatively few rules and matches that could last for days. Yeah, it's a lot of fucking shit up, yo. In addition, there could be teams numbering in the hundreds, scoring off against one another, only adding to the violence. Oh yeah, bring it on, bring it on. Believed to have been brought to Ireland by the Celts. The sport has tales of mythological heroes playing with... Playing which dates as far back as a 12th century BC. Holy fuck, right? Yeah, there's some history for you right there. Ouch. It, it doesn't sound that bizarre or violent, right? Hurling. It's like it sounds like you're just gonna fucking throw something. But... Some pretty fucking crazy shit, yo. Fucking Irish, yo. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You know, they fucking like, yeah, like Vikings and shit. <laughs> All right. So here's a Native American sport for you. You ah, should probably play this on a Thanksgiving, right? It's called Chunky. <laughs> yeah. C-H-U-N-K-E-Y. One of the earliest sports played in what is now the United States, Chunky was developed by the Mississippian culture and centered around the ancient city of Cahokia. Basically, any number of people participated on either of two teams. Though, it was usually just one-on-one, a small stone disc was rolled from the starting point and the opposing teams would throw spears at the area at which they thought the disk would end up. Kind of like darts, sounds like, right? With spears. Spreading to much of the Native Americans of the Southeast, Chunky is believed to have played a major role in joining the different tribes together. As they formed one of the largest North American civilizations north of Mesoamerica, each tribe had unique rules. But the spirit of the game was the same. The sport was taken so seriously and gambling so ingrained in the culture of Chunky that losers would even commit suicide in some cases normally because they had wagered all of their possessions. Holy fuck, right? Yeah, Native Americans, yo. They've been starting fucking gambling that long. Yeah. With violent fucking games. Yeah. It's pretty nuts though, right? <laughs> you fucking commit suicide because you bet everything. God damn, yo. Yeah. All right. You ready for this one? Calcio Storico. All right. For most players, it seems like their motivation for for playing is to honor florentine tradition as well as test their own personal limits push it to the limit and that's all i know about that song my bad and test them they will because in terms of rules there aren't many they were established in 1580 and haven't changed much You can't sucker punch or kick anyone in the head. Otherwise, you can punch, headbutt, trip, wrestle, and choke your way across the field. Yeah, that testosterone field. Players do seem adamant that Calcio Storico isn't a sport, it's a game. They might distinguish between the two by saying there isn't really a season for the game. Players can only participate in a max of two games a year, so you don't really have the multi-month process of seasonal sports. Instead, you get a massive, energetic display of violence and tradition that pits the four quarters of Florence, Italy, against each other. Yeah, gotta, gotta have competition, right? And honor and violence. Seems like that's some pretty common traits in sports. The popular ones, anyway. I'm Anthony. And I'm Jessica from the Beautiful Feet Podcast. And you're listening to The Screaming Chewy Show. Hi, everyone. This is Molly from the Expose podcast, a podcast that dives deep into a new topic every week. My co-host Rachel and I love searching for the truth about hot topics and things that seem just too good to be true. Our aim is to guide our listeners to the bottom of it all, and we have a lot of fun and laughs on the way there. New episodes are out every Friday, so check us out on all major platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. Plus, the Exposé podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. The Exposé podcast. Let's expose the truth together. Now, this one's not that ancient. It started around World War II. Uh, But it's pretty fucking nuts and violent. So that's why it's on the list. Bo Taoshi. Alright, B-O-T-A-O-S-H-I. Bo Taoshi. Yeah, you could tell it's Japanese, right? (laughs) It's a shame that modern Japanese culture's reputation is so dominated by general weirdness and unsanly cartoons, anime, Anywho, <laughs> because a small nation has some truly badass traditions, Bo Taoshi just being one of them, when it comes to rules, Bo Taoshi is surprisingly simple. For one team, it's defend a pole for two minutes. For the other, attack it and bend it to a 45 degree angle. Pretty simple, right? Where the complications come in is in practice. Both teams attack and defend at the same time and contain, get ready, 150 players. Yeah, a team. So meaning there's 300 guys beating each other to a pulp for two minutes. For protection, all you get is a padded helmet. Otherwise, it's you and your clothed body smashing one human wall against the other. Yeah. There's no exact date for the first ever game of Botaoshi, but it's thought to have started sometime in 1945 with Japanese military cadets. That's plausible enough for us, um, as the initial chanting and cries of the attacking charge sound a lot like Japanese soldiers of World War II. Plus, I imagine the game would be an excellent way to teach soldiers to work together in large groups as well as withstand serious physical punishment. Not that uh, I'm hoping the army military starts using botasio at West Point, just that it's easy to see there might be some benefits here, right? Yeah, why not, right? I mean, considering, you know, teachers brotherhood, Toughens you up. I say it's not a bad idea, right? Playing Botaoshi in the military. Not only Japanese military, but pretty much any military. That'll um, teach you something, yo. Gotta work together. Gotta learn to get hit. Right? Alright, so this one, I mean, it's not too violent or weird. I'm sure you've heard of it. Polo. I mean, but whatever. It's got some history in it, so just just listen up, right? I know you're saying Chewie, what the fuck? They don't fucking kill each other in that game. The fuck, man. Maybe it's, it was it used to be a little bit hardcore, right? Polo, along with cricket, has to be most the most pretentious upper class sport we've ever seen. So to find out, polo started as a way to train mounted fighting units. Yeah. Is like fa- finding out marine recon units invented knitting to train fine motor skills. Although, it does start to get more believable once you learn about the numbers involved in those ancient Persian matches. Where today's polo matches put four fancy Englishmen, hello sir, on each team, Persian matches could have upwards of 200 mounted units Galloping around swinging mallets. Yeah. There was potentially 700 years of this hardcore version of Polo. Maintaining its military edge. Undulled as Polos on Persian records. Between the 7th century BC and 1st century AD. Yeah. So Polo used to be pretty fucking crazy. Or pretty brutal. But of course you know. They had to, um, civilize it. <laughs> Eventually, the game spread out in both directions, reaching China and Japan. On one side and England on the other. For the English, it quickly became the highfalutin pastime we know today. But it was in China faster and Emperor Apochi took it a little more seriously. When a relative he was particularly fond of died in a match, he beheaded the surviving players. And apparently, whoever recorded that incident didn't feel the need to distinguish between teams, which makes us think the Emperor killed anyone and everyone involved in that unfortunate match. (laughs) Yeah, alright. Now, this one's not very ancient, but it's definitely fucking bizarre. And if you ask me, it's pretty fucking dangerous. And anybody against animal abuse or in the PETA groups, um, you might want to skip this, alright? Get this. Octopus wrestling. Yeah, what the fuck, right? (laughs) Now, question is, is the octopus and the person on land? Or do you fight them in the octopus's element? In the water, right? Well, I'm pretty sure you you picture it in the water. I mean, it just shows a picture of a scuba diver resting in a fucking octopus, which is dumb, yo. They're fucking smart, dude. Before I get into this, have you heard of cuttlefish? Yeah, so there's these squid. They grow up to five feet long. Yeah, they grow almost as long as how tall some people are right most people are like what five foot ten five foot nine whatever but imagine a five foot long squid okay and they're called cuttlefish because not they're not like puppies they want to cuddle with you okay these are uh, can be very aggressive um they've been very aggressive towards divers maybe they're territorial and um but once you get close to them I think usually they're red, naturally in color, but once you get close to them, they start flashing different colors, like the fucking little star in Super Mario, yeah, that shit, they start flashing like that, and um, their, their signs of aggression is they'll fucking grapple your ass, and they've even, there's people that sworn that um, the squid, the cuttlefish, Grappled them and they intentionally try to pull their mask off yeah so these smart creatures they've learned that human beings need that equipment to breathe underwater in their element so how scary is that right that a fucking squid has learned to wrestle you and try to take your mask off to fucking drown you yo What the fuck? So, yeah, that's the first thing I thought of when I saw this fucking octopus wrestling, (laughs) you They should fucking kick it up a notch and do cuttlefish wrestling, right? Yeah, I'd like to see that. So, here we go. Octopus wrestling. Surprisingly, the craziest part about octopus wrestling isn't the activity. The sport itself is straightforward get in the water, fight an octopus, and wrestle it to shore. We would be lucky if more sports had such simple objectives. What's weird is that this sport was played by modern people in the Pacific Northwest. These are articles from the 1940s, 50s, and 60s, all detailing the lively cephalopod combat sport, with some events drawing crowds that numbered in in the thousands. Granted, this is all around the time when cramming people into the phone booths was a huge event on college campuses. So maybe we w- we shouldn't be so surprised when we hear about people doing weird stuff in the post-war decades. Also, octopus wrestling is illegal now. So if you go diving into the Pudget Sound looking for a fight, you better... Better off having one with a human. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it could be pretty fucking dangerous. I mean, octopuses are fucking smart. And they're all muscle, yo. And, of course, they got eight fucking arms, man. Anywho, ready for this one? So, uh, this is the last one, all right? I know, I know. But we're going off with these... With the Vikings. Yeah, some brutal motherfuckers, right? Like I mentioned before, I've I've um, mentioned about Vikings uh, playing skin pulling. God damn, that was fucking brutal. But this time, it's on the water. Yeah, Viking swimming competitions. When Vikings decided to race each other in the water, they did it in their own special way. Basically, they turned Michael Phelps' career into a contact sport. If Vikings were swimming competitively, assume they were hitting and shoving each other or dragging their opponent opponent under the water in an attempt to slow them down, and sometimes all this was fully decked out in weapons and armor too. Yeah, heavy ass fucking armor and weapons. You gotta swim. Could fuck your opponent up to slow him down, possibly drown him. <laughs> but yeah, how fucking brutal is this, right? I mean, which means they've added a whole bunch of soaking wet cloth and leather, as well as pounds of metal, to an already far too dangerous sport. There are even sports, albeit hard to confirm, that sometimes Vikings would strike the swimming altogether. If they did, the competition was to try and hold your opponent under the water for longer than he held you. It's either an insane sport of Norsemen trying to force each other to develop gills, from what we know of the Vikings, they weren't super concerned with evolution. So, yeah, pretty fucking brutal, y'all. And, uh, <laughs> so, yes. If you have any ideas, you know, there's no right or wrong answers. Whatever rules you want to make up. If you have any ideas for some crazy-ass sports, you know, email me at screamingchewy at gmail.com. Leave me a message on Anchor. And um, I really hope you enjoyed this. And uh, there'll be much more to come. I mean, because humans, let's face it. We have a long history of violence and sports, violent sports. People fucking love that shit, right? That's why you're listening right now. Entertainment. So, um, yeah. Thanks for tuning in and, uh, later. everyone thanks for tuning in and if you'd like to support this podcast you can find me at anchor.fm slash screaming chewy gmail there'll be three options for a monthly subscription first one i believe starts at a dollar a month yo yeah dollar a month yeah and if you don't want to that's cool you can follow me on facebook and youtube screaming chewy show for some memes some more videos for and behind-the-scenes kind of deal, right? You can follow me on Twitter, uh, Screaming Chewy. Yeah, not Screaming Chewy, so I should probably change it. But it's just Screaming Chewy. And uh, thanks for listening. Peace.